If you know me at all, you know that debt is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger's my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger's my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my... Death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. Mm -hmm. right? has been supported over time with band names that you can name a band after a city or a state but not a continent so chicago you're okay there is a band called asia boston you're okay there's a band called europe yeah and which of these bands are, are good chicago's okay kansas is okay austin is okay europe and asia no have you, ever, have you ever heard of the band sacramento i'm looking for them well i'm sure there is one and is, they're probably not that good springsteen has an album called nebraska and that's good I think I think your logic is tight here, but there's only like there's only like what seven continents. Yeah, and if you you don't name a band after a continent, how about a song after a continent? Africa. Yeah, right. Well, you can do that. Yeah, uh, that's a whole different thing. That's a whole okay. My bad. Naming an album after a state is not a whole different thing, but naming a song after a continent, that's okay. That's a whole different thing. Man, these rules are getting pretty complicated. I think it's pretty straightforward. Okay, so wait, what is the rule again? Bands named after cities or states. Or fair game. Hmm? Bands named after continents, no deal. Well, let's put it out to the callers. Run on. Do we have any callers online to is, comment it, on this? Is it a band? Is there a band called America, or is it a song? America. Isn't it a Canadian band? American Woman. By the guess who? Yeah, I thought there was a band called America. And the fact that I don't know means that they weren't good enough to rise up to the level of notoriety. You know what? If uh, ergo the rule holds, I I say we put it to our listeners. This is an English speaking language rule by the way send us an email at various breads and butters at gmail.com tweet us at some later date if you know of a band called america is that the question or if you know of a if you know of any band that violates this rule that violates the rule that ben just made because you can't do it right now i can't no so i see that you're sitting here being completely unprofessional eating a peach um while recording in deference to the allman brothers yes yes excellent album now when you eat a peach imagine or an apple or some type of type of fruit so you're holding it. Yes, I am. Stem, stem up uh -huh. like normal people do. As it, you, as it grows. Are you eating east to west or north to south? There is nobody who eats north to south. You've completely contrived this. There is though. If it's you, then that doesn't count. It is not. If it's a celebrity, then that doesn't count. It is not. If it's friend of the show, past guest, your current wife, Jen Tellerico, then that also doesn't count. Why not? Because she's on the inside. This has to be an external reference. It's just like when you make a Wikipedia page. Yeah. You can't have self-citations. That's a self-citation. But but I but uh, so, so I guess I'm bringing my marital problems to the podcast. What is she doing? She's eating north to south. When did she start this? I don't know. Is it like a cool quirk? I, I, I'm not sure what it is. She did just... you ever see the Flamingo Kid movie from the Matt 80s? Matt Dillon? Yeah. I didn't see it. I probably saw the trailer. The thing I remember from that is that, you know, it's uh, playing poker, but he held his cards upside down. Oh, God. And that was like an affectation. Wait, I don't, I don't get something here. What's that? The the cards? The no, about, the, about peach? the peach. About oh, yeah, the yeah. peach, yeah. Go ahead. Which way is the... So, like, as it grows, is that how we're imagining? Well, um, well just imagine holding the peach stem side up. Okay. okay? So and imagine that's, that's like the world. That's like the that's world. That's the globe. And uh -huh. I think that most people would eat 
a peach or an apple from east from to west. From the Greenwich time zone all the way around. Exactly. Whereas Jen is on, going on, from Tierra del Fuego. She's going lines of longitude. Most people eat lines of latitude on those, on those lines. Yeah, I go, I go from Asia to Americas. It, yeah, that makes stop. Sense. Yeah. Looking at the uh, traditional You only, you only eat half. So, yeah, you go back. You go back around to Asia, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Has Jen defended this? Nobody. She she hasn't defended it. It doesn't make sense. How do you sense. notice this? How do you, how do you like, it, observe? I guess I guess it was such a shock to see something because when I used to watch cartoons and used to see like if if you were to draw an apple core from a cartoon that you saw as a kid, it would be the sort of the apple core eaten from east to west through the middle, and then the top and the bottom sort of staying there. So it yes. was like an hourglass. Figure. Not, not, can I say not only cartoons, but that's how people eat them for real. That's where they got the idea for the cartoons. I'll say this though. Cartoonists I, don't come up with anything. They're just a mirror on society. I've never actually thrown an apple out like that. I got to eat the bottom and the top once I'm done. Why? Those are the best parts actually to me. Well then Jen has a case if you're going to go down that. No, but because you, she's you, getting to the good parts. You start, you, st I don't, I don't know. This I don't is think insane. So. So, so wait, it's insane that she does it that way or that yes. I'm bringing it up? No, that she does it that way. That's not a thing. I don't think it is either. This is, so like corn on the cob. Yeah. She, no, she, <laughs> she's, does, she's she hold, rude. does she hold the cob upright? Yeah. That's is a it, good question. She does not. Does she but, hold it vertically? Yeah. She's got to defend herself. Maybe she can, maybe she can come because in that's, for a quick. That, that has to be the same. She holds it vertically and then she just chows down like top it, to bottom. It seems like it would be the same. Usually your corn cob discussion is you're a typewriter or it's your whatever the other one is rolling. You roll it around. Yeah, yeah. Like no, eat I'm, a row, then eat a row. I'm a typewriter. I think. Yeah, I go I go by columns, you go by rows. <laughs> Maybe. But anyways, anyways. Both of those are acceptable sure. as choices. Neither of those could be trumped by somebody like turning the corn cob 90 degrees and eating it that way. This and that's what essentially saying. what's happening with this north to south apple eating. I don't want... do it with peaches and apples? Yeah, yeah, any any type of any type of handheld sort of fruit that you would eat. I don't want to pile on here cuz I that that could get me in trouble, but I'm just saying, I just want to make sure that that's a bit of a strange thing that we all understand that. I think we can agree. And you know what? I'll, I'll say this. 99.9999% of the time, it's amazing. But then then that other 0.001 she eats, a, eats an apple. I can't deal with that. This is our life. You know, I learned in Denmark that ducks don't turn into swans, but they're totally two separate species. You didn't know that a duck does not turn into a swan until recently. Well, I mean, what did you think? Turn what? What do you now think turns into a swan? Probably baby swans. But but I think that <laughs> maybe I was confused by the ugly duckling story. Because it isn't that... now the ugly duckling turned into a swan? Did, is that what happens? You learned this in demo. Is this a Hans Christian Andersen um, educational experience for you? No, I no, it, it just it just occurred to me because I, I was looking at a pond and I saw some... I, I think I saw some adult ducks and some adult swans. And I say, oh, look, one doesn't turn into the other. <laughs> Baby ducks turn into big ducks and baby swans turn into big swans. Do you think baby swans are called ducklings? Is that what we're saying? I don't know. I, you know, this is, we need to have an ornithologist on. Well, we have an environmentalist. We can ask her. You think she would know? She knows all kinds of stuff. Okay. Well, maybe this, maybe this is one to ask her, but. A duck swan. I mean, I think, I think I'm pretty. You know that the duck rabbit thing, like those are different. Yes. Even I know that. It looks the same. Depending on how you look uh, at it. Um, our guest is here, by the way. Oh, okay. Tell our guest we have a duck swan question. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that she can come right in. Yeah. Hi, Andrea. If ugly ducklings turn into swans, how come ducks don't turn into swans? They're different species. Okay, well, we confirm that. We know that. But I, I was telling Ben... <laughs> Is a baby swan called a duckling? Yeah, what's going on there? It's not a duckling. It's something else. Swanling? Uh, oh, goose. Uh, no, I think gosling. it's a gosling. Gosling. Yeah. Wait, it but geese. it's a goose. Oh, wait, wait, swan, swanling? Yeah, yeah wait, we're, but geese don't turn into swans either, baby geese. Goslings. Go, goslings do. They, they turn into swans? No, they turn into geese. What what turns into swans? Just as centers, we're talking about parenting tips. Again, we're talking about, how about this weather? Ornithology. These kids grew up so fast. Can I introduce the guest? Taxes, who likes them? I don't, I don't, want, oh to take my a, gosh. I don't want to take a political stance on the show. Mondays. Okay, wait a second. I want to introduce our guest. This is episode 72 of Various Breads and Butters. I'm Simon Tona. With me as always, Ben Brickhouse Cohen. Out in the studio is our producer, retired producer, but back, Renan Sequitur Dinser. In the studio with us, our guest. Have you kept up with this election? In the studio today is Andrea Armstrong, assistant professor in the environmental studies program. Am I correct on all those? Cor correct. Okay. Okay. Um, and you've been here for, this is your second year here. I'm starting year two. Starting year two. How does it feel? It's not going to be a sophomore slump. I think it's like the sophomore surge. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. I like that attitude coming yeah. into it. Well, so it's your first fall experience because that's a whole different thing than spring. How so? Well, I teach, I teach a first year seminar. And as mm -hmm. I've noticed in the first week, it's glorious for the first five weeks, maybe four or five, mm -hmm. because they're the ideal like college student. They're just ready to learn. You get them like they're, they're there and they're doing all that stereotypical stuff of when, you know, is there anything else I could be reading? They got like, their trapper keeper. They got their geometry set. They are ready. They've got their protractor. Yep. And flashcards. Flashcards. Flash big time. Big they're time there on time. They recognize that they put their phones away when class starts. They don't, they don't need to go out to get water every 10 minutes. <laughs> nope. Nope. They are edge of their seat. Call back. My favorite is the <clears throat> mid sentence bathroom break when mm. i'm mid-sentence in in lecturing or explaining something mm -hmm. and then shoot and, up. and or just they stand just up and you know it's like all right i lost you i lost you for the rest of the class that's not your favorite though no. you said it was your favorite oh sarcasm i just want for the <laughs> listeners some of our listeners are a little slower on the uptake we've been having a lot of trouble with sarcasm recently really a lot of trouble we think it's the end of sarcasm may it rest in peace we hardly knew ye sarcasm well, I think one thing we can determine is the duck-goose-swan confusion prevails despite your credibility as an environmental scientist. My my husband would be quick to point out that I'm a social scientist. Okay. And despite some training in the natural sciences, Is I, he quick to point that out because he's a natural scientist? He, it's true. Okay. Or I, you just randomly point that out. Like, should we have pizza tonight? Well, you're a social scientist. Just like <laughs> no reason. That would be weird. That would be weird. I'm but. sure. I'm sure he's done it before. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I blocked it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, as a social scientist, what what would you say your area of specialty was? Yeah. I'm trained in environmental sociology. I study I study water. I study local water organizations. So, how watershed groups, cities, um, farmers, and farming groups manage water, water quality, water quantity. I've had the chance to do work in, on the East Coast, mostly in the Chesapeake Bay region and also out West in Utah, where... Which is better? Oh, well, they're apples and oranges. Mm. You're, you're, not, you're not committing at this point. Nope. Brings up a point, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever known anybody who ate an apple north to south, not east to west? I, I do that sometimes. Wow. 
what is going on? Is this why, a would gender you do, thing? why would you do that? Well, there are different levels of sweetness within the north south apple. Well, yeah, that's true, but but you but you eat it east to west. I don't mean like you an apple that. in upstate New York and then an apple in Georgia. No. Which would be a peach. That would be a peach. <laughs> but you know, on cartoon apple cores, mm. they eat east to west and it's there. And I and I would say you eat also the north and the south, you know, parts of that, the the arctic caps, I guess. The polar regions. The polar regions. The polar regions. You eat those, but you eat those last yeah but they're getting the thing is that they're getting smaller and so i think that's why you want to eat north to south because future generations aren't going to have the same access so andrea we were talking about water (laughs) always yeah yes and the superiority of the chesapeake bay region to utah i know that you still have colleagues there so you can't say it yeah i grew up in within the chesapeake bay watershed so i'm fine at acknowledging it sure speaking of so where did you grow up Upstate New York. Upstate New York. Yeah, I know. I'm getting better at this. Yeah, Upstate New York in one of the northernmost reaches of the Chesapeake Bay watershed. Now, what's the closest large city that our listeners would know? Cooperstown, New York. Cooperstown. Yeah. It's not a city. There's a lot of football there. Football Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. Listeners will know that we are not amused. Don't send (laughs) send your corrections. (laughs) I am correct. It is the Football Hall of Fame. Nobody's laughing. Nobody's laughing. Well, maybe a little. Uh-huh. The old football for baseball confusion joke. Yes, it is. It is pretty funny. You must be a Blue Jays fan. I yeah, I grew up as a Blue Jays fan. In mm-hmm. fact, and I'm es- sorry, especially well, especially in the ninety one, ninety two era, ninety two, ninety three era. I'm sorry, fair, fair weather. Oh, they were fantastic back then. He doesn't even know ninety two, ninety three. Wamco ninety one, ninety two. Can I've, you name another player than Joe Carter? John oh, during Olerud. during that, where's yeah. John Olerud? Oh, got your oh, Devon White, your Roberto Alomar, your Paul Molitor. Did you like, learn all these kind of things in Cooperstown? I learned them in my parents' living room because most people from the Cooperstown area kind of grow this like disdain for baseball. It's oh, sort of interesting. Like, oh, you know, there's so much more to Cooperstown than baseball. Mm-hmm. So my dad's a, a huge baseball fan, and, mm-hmm. and we grew up with not much on TV except for baseball and other sports too. But. How do you feel about uh, James Fenimore Cooper? Great. Is he, but do people like embrace him? They do. As and William Cooper's town? Mm-hmm. It, the James Fenimore Cooper has uh, the Fenimore Museum and his old estate and it's on Otsego Lake and there are lots of different art exhibits there. Right now there's an Ansel Adams exhibit that I really wanted to go to but couldn't make time for my last trip home. Hmm. Um, so I think that people are locals are more into like the farmer's museum and the Fenimore museum because they're not baseball. It's like that cultural other side of, of Cooperstown. That's interesting. And and let me ask this because I, I keep, when I'm driving down the highway, I keep saying, I keep seeing signs like entering Chesapeake Bay watershed or mm-hmm. exiting this. Why is that important for me to know while I'm driving down the highway? Is that just a, a, a Are natural you concern? Thing? It's a waste of taxpayer money to put the signs up. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Um, I'm just. I'm just curious because do you know I'm what like, a watershed is. I actually do not. So why don't we get get the learning on here? I'm sorry, we're not paying you uh, as this is your profession, but but we're gonna we're gonna take this gratis from you. Some would argue that to more effectively manage our natural resources like water, land, that we should manage them by boundary of the, the natural system mm-hmm. rather than the political brown boundaries of counties or states or Makes things sense. like that. And so there is, are often groups who try to improve local water quality in their watershed mm-hmm. and want to increase awareness of 
of locals, also of people who coming in who might use those resources, and so they put up signs. Okay. It helps to foster local identity and also some pride in stewardship. And so a watershed is where, from a body of water, all that water is sort of the source of all that water? Exactly. Okay. So it's the, it is, a watershed boundary is the outer elevation, peak elevation, um, that from which all water that falls in that area will drain to one common point. So in the Chesapeake Bay watershed, it's so big because there are so many tributary rivers that flow into the, the Chesapeake Bay. Oh, so things, I uh, just learned something. Things the Rappahannock? Into the Chesapeake Bay. They do not come out of the Chesapeake Bay. Correct. Okay. Oysters do. Oysters do come to the Chesapeake Bay, but that's not necessarily your expertise is what comes out of the Chesapeake Bay is oysters. Okay. You're more into the the water, not the things that are in the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot about water quality and how um, different land uses can influence that water quality, which then influence the types of organisms that that can live. I would think getting oysters out of there improves the water quality. I don't want no oyster water. You are exactly incorrect. Okay. Well, hey, this is... The more oysters, the better. (laughs) It's a learning environment. We're all learning something. That was one of the downfalls of the Long Island Sound. What's that? Lost all the oysters. Did they? Yep. Now, what what watershed is the Long Island Sound? Well, it's the Sound. It's the Long Island Sound. Okay. Well, I don't know that. It's a sound. Man. It's not a river. I'm not an expert. A watershed describes land. Describes land. More than the water. Well, it's, uh, it, maybe that maybe the name is a little bit of a misnomer then. <laughs> a little land shed. Thank you very much. Well, listeners would, would love to know that we're in the Delaware River watershed. Are we? We are within spitting distance. We How are did not you know the river too? How did I know that? Yeah. Because we're right on the Delaware River. It's like five feet from here. I know, but that could have been shedding from somewhere else. Nope. Okay, well, I didn't know. Some of us also teach in the environmental studies program, so we know this stuff. Oh, that's true. I was pointing to me. Yeah, I'm for, the one. For the listeners out there, Ben was pointing to himself. Andrea, mm. I had a question. I have, I have a question too, but do you want to go first? It's what? about water. Is yours about water? It's about water. I want to know about her, her training. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So do we have to confer on all questions before now? We used to no. just like ask them. We just used to go. Okay. That's, I allow it. Okay. Go ahead. Andrea, where did you do your studies? I started off at Cornell University for my bachelor's. Fight and Gorges. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fight and Gorges, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Don't. Um, so I, when I was an undergrad, I studied applied ecology, and I connected with water pretty early on, but mostly in terms of being knees deep in like wetlands and streams. and mm-hmm. Finger lakes. The finger lakes, yeah, and all the tributaries in the watersheds there. there. You go. Hey, and they're not far from Cooperstown. It, it, about two hours away. I, I traveled two hours to go to college. I think there was a time, and maybe still is, that most of our, the, at Lafayette, most of the faculty got their PhDs from Cornell. You are a statistician, right? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. But you don't know the difference between saying that most, it's the school that has the most doctorates versus most of the people went to school at Cornell? Yeah, I didn't, I, I, I used the wrong denominator. 51% of our faculty did not graduate from Cornell. This is true. But Thank you. Of all the degrees granted, that's, that's the one. The better question is, mm-hmm. if there is another professor at Lafayette ever mm-hmm. that's graduated from Utah State University. Utah State. That's a good question. And I could probably tell you that if I had my computer in front of me. You're the first U- Utah State? I'm, Ian? I, I'm not saying it from... Utahian? An Aggie. Aggie. Mm. How did, did you choose because you wanted a different kind of ecology? Like, how'd you end up in Utah from... 
Cornell. Absolutely. I, I want to think about water differently. In the East, we don't wonder about water quantity as much as... There's so much here. There's so much here, and so we want it, still want it to be clean. We want the bay to be clean and our streams to be clean. That's but true. out West, they, they want their water to be clean because it's their drinking water yeah. and, and their irrigating water and their everything water. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to think about water from a more quantitative um, standpoint. Mm-hmm. Now, now, how would you rate the Eastern Suburban Water Authority, which is where most of us get our water from. Let's start with taste. Yeah. I think taste is something we can all connect with, with, with our drinking water. Yeah. I should back up and say, I'm always thankful to have drinking water mm-hmm. anywhere. And it's th- nice. It's not just nice. It's, it's an American thing. I think that we overlook it a little bit, maybe, sure. no, maybe North American. We, we get to, when I travel abroad, one of the first things I look for when I come back to the U.S. is a, a water fountain. Mm. We, they're not in developing nations. Even in Europe, they're yeah. hard to find because we, we they, they don't have as abundant sources of drinking water that mm-hmm. we do here. Do you use a Brita at home or some other kind of filter? I do not. Okay. Mostly out of principle because okay. drinking water is treated to be by standard, right? We have, we have drinking water authorities that treat the water so that we are able to drink it without the mm-hmm. need of these other add-ins like Brita and But doesn't, filters. but I, I feel, and maybe this is wrong, that it actually takes away some whenever, of the, whenever the you, taste of it. Whenever you start a sentence that way, we know that it's going to be wrong. My truth is that the, it Have you caught that, it, Angel? Like, and maybe if you, and maybe I'm wrong. And maybe you've seeded that ground immediately. This is one man's opinion. I like the starting of the sentence with my truth. My truth. Too. That's, that's do one that of my too. favorite new ones. Um, <laughs> now, is it possible that the Brita could make the water taste different? Absolutely. Okay, I think that's what I like it then. Renan, didn't you have trouble before with water fountains? Water fountains are too cold. That's my current problem. That's your current problem. Andrew, what can we do about this? Well, this scourge. Students like to tell me when drinking fountains emit different colored water on campus oh. too. I've had a few report back to me. Doctor Armstrong, have you heard of? The, the, because like, they know that you're the they water go right authority. To you. They go well, not all of them, but okay. a couple who know I'm water think like St- water fountain. Wait, students that are listening, if you have a trouble with water, go to Professor Andrea Armstrong in Party Hall. I'll add this in for Andrea's sake. Mm-hmm. There are two Armstrongs in Party Hall. Both from Cooperstown. Oh, I didn't know Mary was from Cooperstown. And they're unrelated. Mary Armstrong, front of the show, future guest. Louis Armstrong, also from Cooperstown. I think now you're Lance making Lance Armstrong, up. right down the road. Making these all these things Billy up. Billy Joe Armstrong, Green Day started in Cooperstown. Mary just naming Armstrongs. Is there any other? Did I miss any Armstrong? Probably. Neil Armstrong, speaking of space. Yeah. Good one. I think we've exhausted it. Okay. Can yeah. I can I add, just to save this segment for any listener who's not at Lafayette? Mm-hmm. The cool thing about Pardee is that it burned down twice in the 1800s. And oh. once it burned down because an ethics professor burned it down. I know. Ironic. Also, it's Pardee, not P-A-R-T-Y. Ha ha ha. <laughs> also, yeah. it's not ethical to burn down buildings. Just to put a stamp on that. Yeah, I like that. Good. For one to grow on. Uh, I, I keep ha- I have smoke on the water in my head now. Why? Just because you kept talking about water. <laughs> That's uh, a great the fire water. in the sky. There you go. God, there's elements everywhere. We'll, we'll clip that right in. <laughs> Why is there smoke on the water? Was there a, is it from the fire that was in the sky and it settled? Maybe or was the fire, or was the water on fire? I think that song was written in Cleveland. Is it an, an allusion to like fog or do they really mean smoke? I didn't really listen to the lyrics very closely. Well, if listeners out there have an answer, they can email us at butters at gmail.com or tweet us at some later date. That reminds me. Yeah. I always, always forget to ask, but I want to ask every guest. Mm-hmm. 
the 10, 20, 30 question. Oh, that's a good one. I want to know what your favorite music was at age 10, what it was at age 20, and what it was at age 30. At 10, I feel like I didn't have my own music opinions, but I listened to uh, Rural America Radio. Mm. So whenever we were driving in the car to school or to my aunts and to go to the swimming pool in the summer... Those are my early music memories. Is that a specific thing or is that a general category? Well, I'd say rural America radio because it was unoriginal. There there weren't like DJs that had their own spin on music. Mm-hmm. It was more like the top 20 charts. And, and so kind of didn't have a strong opinion. Like too, Dixie Chicks? Early on. Yeah, exactly. Dixie Chicks. Was Shania Twain still? Boys to Men. Well, yeah, but so you're saying, you're Boys just saying, men. no, you're saying that, that that's the, a rural, in, that, in, in rural America. It was just the top 20. The yeah, that was what 20. I had access to at the yep. time. Mm-hmm. That and my parents had a record player. And I remember my dad playing some pretty great records like Alabama and mm. dancing there you go with my Alabama sister. would you consider Alabama a good band um they're not a bad band but they yes. they yeah. make you they make your foot tap if you like it or there not wow. that fits the rule QED band's name for cities and states are good but not continents but we forgot about Alabama well there are not enough continents thank you or not that was my point well that's part of the reason to not name your band after one I don't want to rehash this it was by default your favorite music because you didn't really have favorite music. It was just the music around. It was the music around. Mm-hmm. Music around. And then at 20 in yeah. college, I was really into, gosh, I was, I got, I went through a little country music phase. The phase. I, I can't lie. Now, what that. kind of country that music though? The, the Dixie Chicks Dixie were involved. Chicks. Okay. They were involved. They were involved. Um, Kenny Chesney was involved too. Mm. Mm. I like the passive voice. Trisha Yearwood? She was, yes, she was involved in the, I'm more proud of, of the Trisha Yearwood Got it. fandom, but I also really liked, um, the Tragically Hip Canadian reference. Do okay. you remember a couple of weeks ago, there was a lot of news about them? There was a huge amount of news about them because they just put on their last ever concert in Kingston, Ontario. Unfortunately, oh. Gord Downey, the lead singer of the Tragically Hip has inoperable brain cancer oh. and is terminal and... It is a terrible story, but it was a beautiful concert that played. The Prime Minister was there? The Justin Trudeau was there, and they played it, and it was on CBC live streaming. They played 30 songs, about three encores, mm. and it was a fantastic show. But, it, but they are a fantastic band. I've been listening to them all day today. And she loved them when she was 20. I know. Wonderful. Excellent, mm. excellent choice. Did. And 30, um, 30... When you turn 30, things, you sort of get retrospective a mm-hmm. little bit. I think 30 is one of those, like, oh, I'm an adult milestones. and Not a Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 30 was a time that I decided, like, I'm going to look back on some of my favorite artists and think about who, who I've listened to a lot. So over the 10, 20, and 30 years, one that st- really stood out was um, Beck. Okay. And... He's an amazing artist, and at, when I was 30, I got to go see him live in Salt Lake City at um, like a free evening concert where everyone jams into a small public park, and yeah. it, it was <laughs> it was great. So I was I was just in Denmark recently, and he was doing a concert, and I could hear it from my window. Lucky you! Because I well, I mean, I I, I couldn't hear it like crystal clear, but I, but I remember hearing. I said, is that like where it's at or something? Is that, you know, and I'm like, I think that is. And then I looked on my phone and said, yeah, Beck's doing a concert and two miles away. Wow. It was pretty cool. Why didn't you go over? It was two miles away and it was late at night. It wasn't miles. Though. I didn't it was have, kilometers. I didn't have tickets. 
You want to do the quiz? Nothing says back to school like a quiz. That's, yep. that's good. That's good. We're going to use that. <laughs> We're going to steal that. <laughs> where, where, where do you come up with these quiz quiz options? Like on, on, on your commute or like... Um, you know, in your office, do you jot down, or, you know, you see a student and do you think of, uh, oh, this would be a good question or like in class while, while lecturing? All those. What, where, where do you get your inspiration from? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. He's just naturally quizzical. You know, like, Usually it's just day of. Yeah. I think you've recognized perhaps that some of the research for them isn't as exhaustive as a professional might aspire to. Nope. I don't I mean, I, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I have noticed that <laughs> yeah. it is not uh, of a professional quality. <laughs> Uh, this one is um, real or not environmental organizations. Mm. Are these real environmental groups? And the first two or the first few are usually a uh, place setter so you can get a sense of it. Um, but Renan, mm -hmm. you're going to be answering as well. Mm -hmm. I will. Simon? Yes. You're going to be answering as well. Yeah, I, I, I sort of know how these things work. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We've got a lot of new listeners coming to the show. That's true. And they're not, they are not willing to go back to listen to a prior episode. Exactly. Ben, may I answer as, as well? Yes. Oh, good. Good. All right. First. Yes. The Rainforest Alliance. The Rainforest Alliance. And Andrea will let you answer last. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. There's people who are allied for the rainforests. Yeah, I agree. I will uh, join Simon in that. Yes. Andrea? Yes. It is yes. Yes. Good. The second one. I just want to say, I just want to say, I am pro-rainforest. Just to let... You're in the alliance. I don't like to get political on the show, and you know that. As opposed to uh, against rainforest. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to get political, but I'm going to say this. I'm for rainforests. Just want to say that. Nobody here is shouting you down. Okay, good, good. Uh, number two, the Rainforest Cafe. I'm going to say that's a pretty terrible restaurant and not a environmental group, Renan. I will agree. Oh, well, there you go. Andrea? I cannot identify that in my memory. Well, it's not. It is. I take it to be a pretty bad restaurant. I, you know what? I have I eaten there before. I don't know. Are but, we talking um, Arby's level here? No, probably not. It's it's a Robin bad. Arby's bad. What's it's level? like a it's like a theme cafe, and I think you pay more for the uh, environment than the quality of food. I'm going to say, but that environment is healthy. Do they have any? I don't necessarily in, think it is, or at least certified shade grown. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't think even that. I have another one. Mm -hmm. Three citizens for the environment. Citizens for S. Now, now I'm thinking about the acronym CFE. CFE. Spe. Makes sense to me. Yeah, Citizens for the Environment. I will say no. No. No, it is a right wing counter environmental organization co-opting the name. Did you know that? Oh yeah. That seems that seems disingenuous. It's like the. All right. The next one is Sandwatch. Sandwatch. Okay, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna plead ignorance on this. I don't think we have a sand problem in our world. I think we got a lot of it. I think I think some might argue we've got too much of it in some places. So I'm going to say no one needs to be watched unless they're watching from too much yes sand. Yes or no? Oh, I'm going to say no. You're not no. going to walk yourself into an answer. I'm going to say no. Well, my answer is no. Also, Simon, where would you like feel that there's too much sand in the world? I think there's... Like the beach? No, like, like Sahara Desert. It would oh. probably be smaller. Okay. If I'm, if I'm being honest, um, but I don't know, maybe I don't understand enough about the ecosystem there. Maybe it's a, it's, it's perfectly sized, but. May I recommend a trip to Sahara. Sleeping Bear Dunes Sleeping. in Michigan? Beautiful okay. place. Okay. Sahara Desert Watershed. So, uh, Renan, have you, uh, given your answer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a no. It's a no. 
I will also say no, but there are places where there is not enough sand. It is so a, sand by the way, it's a yes. Be, whoa. But can it's we, a yes. Can we It's for preserving the 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 health and cleanliness of beaches. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, that's good. Yeah, people trash like the that. beach. Yeah. So sand people watch. Shouldn't, people shouldn't trash the beach. Well, I think that if there are places where bay watch Oh, that's true. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. You could have said that. that. That's is only it, for bays, though. This is for all Is that your next coasts? Is that your next uh, thing? No, If why don't the places without enough sand just get it from the Sahara, transfer it across the sea, put the sand down? Fantastic idea. There you go. Money making. And you know what? Anybody, any of our listeners out there, just make it happen. Make your money. Don't just, just, just a thank you. Maybe an email to us. The next one is the Sand People Tuscan Society. The Sand People Tuscan Society. Spits. Sand People Tuscan Society. There's no uh, Sand People Tuscan Society. And spits. Um, <laughs> sand People. That sounds too much like Star Wars, so I'm going to say... Now, do they travel in pairs? I can't answer any additional okay. questions. I'm going to say no. 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 Uh, I'm going to say no as well. What do you, do you say no also, Renan? Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. No. Well, no, of course not. Okay, well. But how can you bring up Sandwatch without thinking Sand People? But, 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 what, but what is Tuscan society? The, they're Tuscan Raiders. That's what they really are. Are you sure Tuscan is the, what they are? Yeah, the Sand People are Tuscan Raiders, but they're colloquially known as Sand People. They were from Italy? T-U-S-K-E-N. Oh, I didn't, I didn't yeah, picture that this spelling is a, This is an mind. auditory medium. I think we've established that. <laughs> not from Tuscany. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't say sand people from Tuscany. I said the sand people Tuscan society. <laughs> All right. How about green is the new orange is the new black. Green, green is, is the, the new, new orange is, is the, the new, new black. black. Um, why? And now I'm going to say no, because I would have just said green is the new black would be my, you don't, you know, orange is not necessary in there. I know there's a show, but it's, it you don't seems... think they're trying to capitalize on the popularity of it. No, by the, by the transitive property, green is black in that sentence. And, you know, they have letterhead to worry about. You they have, can't be writing all the way across. You have no charisma. They got to write landscape if they're going to have that long a title. Business cards are out of the question. Imagine their Twitter handle. Exactly. You can't do that. There are limits that we it's know that there acronyms. are limits. You, you asked for that. You were figuring out the acronym for all the others. Get. Oh. Do you have an answer? Yes or no? The, um, <laughs> sorry, I was just going through that. No, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Orange is the new... Black. Yeah, do you have an acronym it's for us? Gits, get, and W. Yep. Uh, so I think we've answered that question. <laughs> so do you believe it is an environmental group? Wait, new black. How could it be NW? <laughs> yeah, wait a second. We didn't fact check that. We didn't, we didn't oh, I'm going to say no. Okay. Are you referring to the Greening Lafayette initiative? No, that would be green as the new maroon. Yeah. Well. Oh, that's neat. No. That's anti-school no. spirit. But I was thinking of green as the new maroon because I had the poster in my office. Wait, what, what, what was your comment on that, Renan? It's kind of anti-school spirit. It's anti like changing the uh, school name to Kirby College. Oh, because green is the new maroon. Mm. Because take away the school color and replace it with something else. That'll teach them for letting an ethics professor burn down their buildings. That, that's true. That's true. Um, okay. I have a couple more. Okay. Bark. Is that an acronym? Yep. For what? I'm not telling you that. No, that's not fair. I'm going to say, I'm out of, out of protest, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. I'll go yes. Yes, it's a yes. What is it? What does it stand for? I don't know what it stands for. I don't think it's an acronym, but it's a Mount you, Hood's watchdog. You literally <laughs> couldn't, like, take the, like, if it's an acronym, figure out what the acronym was. It's just all caps. It's not an acronym. Like, as 
So, so they're yelling at us. Yes. To do what? To watch out for Mount Hood and protect the trees in Oregon. I, I mean, I'm I'm for that, I, I suppose. But I'm, I, you know what? I'm less for it, knowing that that's their. I have another one. Thing. Okay. Howl. That was a poem. Book yes. of poems. It was a poem. a poem. It's a poem. Please name the poet. Uh, wait. It's 1960s beat poet, right? Yeah. Uh, I think the poem might be from the 50s. It is 1950s beat poet. Renan is the Z, no. Give me, give me a, give me a A G A O. Abby Hoffman. <laughs> is that wrong? I'll say yes. I'm going to say no. I said no. It's no. Alan Ginsberg. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on a project right now. What we're referring to is the Owl Project. So I was hoping there was a Howl that we could. Does it have a silent H? It does now. There you go. What about Meow? Meow. <laughs> All caps. M E O W. <sighs> cats no. are not environmentally friendly. I mean, domestic cats are not environmentally friendly. Are you so, super against domestic cats? Well, I'm suggesting there's irony in the name if this is an environmental organization. Oh. It has an E in the acronym. We do, yeah. Um, wait. Oh, meow, like an environment. Um, could be the Michigan Environmental Organization for the Wilderness. It could be. But I think I think you're leading us on. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say no. No. Yeah. Meow. Renan, Renan now says I'm going to say no. What if it was about the syllable. big cats? Like, a, like on the savannah. <laughs> big cats are pro environment. They probably don't meow though. They growl. Um, or bark. So or purr. do we think? Do we think meow is an environment? I'm going to say no. She doesn't think it is. It's I don't not. think it is. Is it? No. But that was that was a good an acronym you gave there. Yeah, it was really good. I'm good at this. So uh, my deceptive yeah. skills. Um, what what, what do you not like about cats? I, I'm not. I I am indifferent. But what what is your issue with cats? I mean, a... the the occasional cat is okay. okay. If, you really, if you keep it indoors, okay. it, it, it's even more okay. But mm. when they're outside, they are predators of songbirds. Ah. And so a large percentage of songbirds are killed every year due to domestic cats what now what about the um those if you go down the food chain who are songbirds predating upon song or what about <laughs> that's true that's Smoke true what about <laughs> what about i guess we're anti-cat now i have one more. house cat uh how about 41 pounds.org is that the weight of the human soul no but i want to change the quiz to say it is one but you have to guess what it's named for 41 pounds. Why does it exist? Oh, if you weighed all the oxygen on in the world, it would be 41 pounds. No. Right on? I'm, I'm thinking. I can't think about it. The average American produces 35 pounds of waste per year. But that could be an outdated statistic, and it's up to 41 pounds now. Oh, oh really? This is so interesting. Uh, I'm also thinking so carbon. Like, if oh, okay. 41 pounds you is to some amount of output that we individually have. Mm. Apparently, of time. 41 pounds is the amount of mail that we get a year. What? Or oh. was. And so they are against wasting mail. So it's waste-related. I was on track. Okay. You were on track. Half okay. a point. Half a point, and that brings uh, Andrea into the lead, and you finally won it right at the end. Nice. All right. really got you there. I, I, feel, I feel bad about this, but there's no other way to prove my residency in places. 
It with except with mail, except forty one pounds it, of mail. What? Well, yeah, I, I am in protest. Be, you know, having having moved recently, I had to uh, cancel all my paperless billing, and I had to opt in to receive old paper bills to prove my residency, mm. which is uh, you know not not good, America. Um, <laughs> Renan has spoken. Local local governments. Did you um? Did you have a question, Simon? I do have a question. It's a quiz in and of itself, except that it's not. Andrea, tell me, what is your favorite day, Friday or Sunday? Do you, it's, no, which do you prefer? The, which do you prefer? Let's, <laughs> wait, pause. It's your question. Just wait. I haven't done this for a while. Andrea, which day do you prefer, Friday or Sunday? Sunday. Oh, interesting. Tell us why. Because I can spend it with my family. Mm-hmm. And I can cook or like a really good meal. I can think about what I want to cook on Sunday and okay. like meet up to it in different steps. Okay. Friday is more like, yay, it's weekend, but I don't feel like cooking anything great. Interesting. Sunday, so. Now, what would you cook a on Sunday? Answer. Yeah. What would you cook on Sunday? Would you cook licorice on Sunday? I've never made licorice. But you what love are your thoughts black, on licorice. Yeah, you love black licorice. You that's like for it, sure. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's a your big fan. I, I do like black licorice. Oh, exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I do, but I can't have it anymore because I have celiac disease, and oh. so most black licorice has gluten in it. We'll get we'll get some gluten free black licorice for you. I haven't done the research to find it, but if you could, okay, we'll but, see what we can do. But great. you recognize how exciting that is that you're confirming our data. Yeah. Am I? Oh, Sunday yeah. people prefer the, black licorice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should. Um, Bring it to a close. Okay. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure having you. I feel we learned a lot about the environment and cats. I guess if you want to email us, this is not just for Andrea, but for anyone, they can email us at some at various breads and butters. She at knows us personally. Gmail.com. Talk to us. You can't. Yes, absolutely. Feel free to come by our offices. But for those of you out there that don't feel like you want to get out of your house, maybe you're Someone House who, in the Netherlands. If you're in the Netherlands, if you are... Hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. If you're stuck under something heavy and can't get out of your house, first of all, call 911. That's your first thing. But after that, if you want to say something, email us at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com or tweet us at some later date. You can also come on Facebook and like our page, Various Breads and Butters. Think we're good? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's I think we're good. That's all. I stopped an old man along the way Hoping to find some old forgotten words An ancient melody He turned to me as if to say Hurry boy, she's waiting there for you I bought this weather app, it's called Dark Sky I've been actually. Oh, I have this for a long time. I love that. Well, I, I've been, I've been having it on my wish list for a long time, and for some really dumb reason, I don't think that I'm a cheap person, but for some reason, apps. Was it ninety nine cents? No, it's three ninety nine, and so I'm like, I'll, I'll see if it goes down in price. Four years I've been waiting for it to go down in price, and never did. And then something happened last month, I guess, where just out of the blue, it started raining, and I was like stuck in the library. I actually called Ben to come pick me up from home, uh, from from work, and he said he refused. Um, anyway, so so I decided I'm going to get Dark Sky, because Dark Sky is one of these apps that'll tell you it's it's about to rain, it's it's like hyper-local weather, or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I get I get Dark Sky, and so I'm like, I'm relying on it. In the morning, it gives me a report, tells me if it's going to rain, do I need to bring in my umbrella? So a couple, couple times last week, I got the report, it's going to rain, bring your umbrella. So I'm walking around campus with my umbrella, 
while it is clear as day, bright sunny skies outside. All because of your app. Well, well, the app was apparently wrong. So I bring my umbrella, and I'm feeling like I'm I'm the one. People are looking at me funny. Yeah. Because I got an umbrella. Because you got an sky. umbrella. Nominally, my salary is paid based on my ability to predict the future. You know, predict predict how many students are going to come. Right. Predict participation rates, all that stuff. And I'm the only one that can't even predict where it's going to rain that day. And then what makes it worse is the next day, it's also saying it might rain. And I'm like, are you I can't. Be two days in a row, are you going to walk around? I, I am. It's an be- affectation. Because I feel like if now I. you're like Dick Van Dyke or, or who? In the most positive who way. Who am I thinking of? I don't Not know. Dick Van Dyke. Someone with an umbrella? I don't know. Fred Astaire. I guess he had an umbrella. Anyway. Singing in the rain, he's got I an umbrella. Can't, I can't not bring it the next day, because if it does rain and I don't have my umbrella, it's going to be even more noticeable. But it, I, I, I actually have to believe that no one actually noticed I did any of that stuff. It's only the people that I told this story to that probably um, realize it. I'm sure they fell asleep after the story. My spoon is too big. (laughs) My spoon is too big.